Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Well, welcome to Real Cuff Radio. And tonight we've got Robert Scriber on doing session two. Staying safe in an anxious world, and tonight he's going to talk about anger and unforgiveness. And we've got Sandra on the line. How are you doing, Sandra? I'm doing good, and I'm excited about tonight's show. Exciting to listen. Maybe I need a little bit of it myself to hear, because he's a good counselor. He's a good counselor. And Robert, hey, I appreciate that. I'm doing very well. We had a hard day at work, but I'm excited about being here tonight. This is one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to turn it over to you and let you go. Okay. Thanks, Todd. Hey, uh, all right, let's begin. You know, our, in our last session, we had discussed how the love of Christ is able to cast out our fears. And we experience how we can experience his love and walk with him. And the more that we do that, the less we worry about the future, because fear is related to the future. And so God certainly wants us to plan for our future, but he didn't want us to worry about it. He he wants us to, to rest in him and walk with him and walk and experience his love, and he teaches us not to worry. Uh, for his promise to us is this, is that he will always be with us and nothing can separate us from his love in Romans 8. And surely in our day and time of distress, uh, when we do this, when we, we experience his love, we walk in it, we learn how to uh, be with him, then, you know, even in a day of distress, our future can be bright because nothing can separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ. So tonight, uh, I wanted to focus in on the past and how the past affects our future. The other side of the future is the past. And so uh, the past has all of our experiences, uh, both good and bad. And actually, we will judge our future by what we have experienced in our past, and that can be good or bad. And so tonight, I want to look at anger. It's In the short time that we have together, it's not an exhaustive study, but I'm going to hit some main points uh, of what it is and then how we need to deal with it. And so let's begin. Uh, the strongest emotion that we have to deal with that involves our past is anger. So let me explain, or let me just go into what anger is. Anger is a secondary emotion. Last week we talked about fear. Fear is a primary emotion and is very strong. But anger is a secondary emotion. Uh, It means that it comes from something else. Um, what we experience is um, uh, when we're angry, it's because we've made a decision to be mad. And I know this surprises people when I say this, but if you can decide to be angry, you can decide not to be angry because it is based on a decision. But where does it come from? Where are the, what is that something else that happens in our lives that uh, brings about a seed of anger? And this is what it is. Um, our anger comes from being hurt. It's real simple. When, you, when you've been hurt, uh, and in, in time, when you've been hurt enough, you make those decisions to defend yourself, and what comes up is that anger. Yeah. And it expresses itself in, in many ways. Um, some people, when they get mad, they kind of explode, and they will, you know, let you have it. They Right off the bat, they 
they may scream and holler or they surely let you know what they're thinking and they may say things that they really don't mean but they're mad and they say things uh, and some people respond to anger in this manner other people uh, remember what's been done to them they remember that they've been hurt and so but they don't explode they don't tell you what they're what they're feeling but they remember what you've done and so they're silent in their anger and they look for a time when they can you know get back at you and so they may be nice to you and treat you well and then all of a sudden they see an opportunity where they can uh, hurt you and they take that opportunity and then some people uh, with this particular emotion will just stuff um, that was me most of my life. I was a stuffer, I'm not a stuffer anymore, <laughs> but some people will stuff, which means that they keep the anger deep uh, within them on the inside and they may let it go for a long time. But if there's a lot of hurt, a lot of things being done to them, what happens is that the anger, um, or, or abides in them or resides in them and it, it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and then there comes a point where a person will explode and uh, I just you know the old saying that um, that you know it's the straw that broke the camel's back and so because because if the incident might be uh, small it might be not very big yet somebody said something or hurt them in some way hurt their feelings but then they explode and they have all of this anger that comes rushing out and so uh, people deal with anger in different ways and it has to do with how they've been taught or the examples that they taught in their childhood and so we have this uh, these feelings that are very strong and we use them to defend ourselves. We use them to hurt others. Um, we uh, many times just don't even think about it. It's we've done it so many times that it just becomes a, a natural response to being hurt. And so we see it in. I see it every almost every day when I drive to work. Uh, there's people who are mad and they cut you off and they do uh, they do dangerous things while they're driving and so it's you just never know when it's going to come out or what's going to happen uh, so in a nutshell you know anger is a very strong emotion it is a product of being hurt the, the deeper the hurt the more angry we become and it doesn't go away in time. There's an old adage that says, uh, time heals all wounds. And that's just really a lie. It, time does not uh, heal anything. And so the first question that comes to mind is, is it wrong to be angry? Well, we all get angry. We, we all have that mechanism within us that when we feel hurt, we respond in an angry manner. So it's not necessarily wrong to, to be angry at times. Uh, what the problem is, is when we stay angry, because if we stay angry, uh, it doesn't go away unless we do something to deal with it. So it can carry over from day to day. Uh, if we're mad at our spouse or if we're mad at our brothers and sisters or we're mad at the preacher or mad at someone for what they said and, and we don't deal with it, then the next day it's still going to be there. It's not going away. Uh, our emotions don't heal themselves. Uh, it's something that we have to make a decision to do. And so... Is it wrong to be angry? Not necessarily. Is it wrong to stay angry? Yes, it is wrong to stay angry because it hurts us. Uh, it hurts it hurts us on the inside, and it and it hurts the people around us, and it it keeps us thinking in our past. What 
what has just been done to me? What has been just been done to me is something that's already in my past. And so if my concentration, if my thinking on the day is about what has been done to me, then I automatically go back to my past and I can tell you um, you know, what's in my mind. Uh, if you ask a person what they're angry about, they will always say something about uh, what has happened to them in their past. If you ask them if they're angry at their future, uh, they'll talk about fear uh, because it hasn't happened yet in the future. So they'll be fearful anticipating something bad to happen to them. But if they're angry, you know that in their past there's someone or something that happened to them that uh, hurt them. And people can be mad at God. Uh, I know we can be mad at each other. Uh, we can be mad at ourselves. Uh, we can uh, be mad at those that are around us that love us. We can be mad at uh, the politicians. We can be mad at others that are friends. But people can be mad at God, and they forget that. And so if things that have not gone well in their life, and they thought they were serving God, uh, but yet something harmful or hurtful happened to them, then they can be mad at God because God's a person. And, you know, we know that God is uh, in heaven. Uh, Jesus Christ is there also with him. The Holy Spirit lives within us. But we don't always, you know, think about God as being a person. And so a lot of times people will not admit to themselves that they're angry at God. Uh, because that may not be the thing to do. You know, God's righteous, and he's always uh, right, and he doesn't make mistakes, and, you know. But but we can be mad at God as easily as we can be mad at anyone else because he's a person. And there are times in our perception we think that maybe he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And so anger uh, can be... When when we deal with anger, you can we have to deal with with God. You know, are you mad at Him for some particular reason? Of course, the obvious people are those the ones that are around you that you know your loved ones that you might might have hurt you. And then there's always yourself. There's always yourself. People be mad at themselves for making wrong decisions for um, not doing the right thing, and it led to other consequences that hurt someone else and we can be mad at ourselves and so I'm lumping everybody I'm lumping all of these people together from the standpoint that when uh, when we're angry too, you know we may be angry at God we certainly could be angry at other people which, which we have all experienced and and then sometimes we're just angry at ourselves. we don't like to admit that but we we judge ourselves and so when we do these things when we when I judge ourselves when we judge others because of our anger or if we're mad at God, um, several things happen. If you're mad at someone, you don't approach them. You don't go to them, not normally, uh, because you're, you're hurting. And uh, if you, when you talk to the person, it brings up the hurt. So it's, if we're mad at God, then we don't approach him the way that we should. If we're mad at others, uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to be able to approach them in a way that we can sit and talk and work things out. If we're mad at ourselves, we don't even normally think about that. And uh, we don't talk to ourselves, but we put ourselves or see ourselves in a light that's not very good. And so uh, we don't like to be hurt. And if you hurt me, there's a real good possibility I'm going to hurt you somewhere in the future, maybe immediately or be a little bit later on, but that's just my response. What anger really is saying is this. You owe me for what you have done to me. And we expect a payback. And if you don't pay it back, then we have a tendency to meditate more on the fact that you have not uh, apologized or you have not uh, paid attention to what I was saying. You may not have listened to me. You have not um, 
followed through with the things that I need you needed you to follow through on. And there are just any number of reasons uh, where we can be hurt by other people. But always what we're saying is, you owe me for what you do to me. And so with that understanding or with that expectation that you owe me something, then it, it occupies our mind. And when it occupies our mind, it takes us away from where what we should be concentrating on. Uh, the thing that we need to always remember in dealing with our anger and fear is that God works in today. And so the device of the enemy is to get us to focus on our future, bringing fearful excuse me, bringing fearful thoughts to us or reminding us of our past, of those who have hurt us, and these emotions will be stirred up. And so if we're thinking about our future in a fearful way, if we're thinking about our past in an angry way, then our mind is being tossed to and fro uh, between the past and the future. You know, where's God working? He's working today. So we miss out. We miss out on what God is doing today. And we don't want to miss out on what God is doing today. Because when we see the, the work of God, when we hear his voice, when we walk with him, then there's so many things that take place in our day that are, that are good and positive. And we... We're blessed by what God does. We have the opportunity to be a blessing to other people. We can walk in the good works that God wants us to walk in. And our our fear level is, is down because we're not worried about tomorrow. Uh, our anger level is down because uh, we're not concentrating on what other people have done to us in the past. And we get to enjoy in the presence of God, and where is that? That's that's in today. Because I don't really have tomorrow. I, you know, I believe that I do, but you know, basically, uh, we don't have a guarantee that tomorrow is going to be there. And so, and psychiatrists have said forever and ever that you know, the majority of the things that we uh, are fearful about never happen. You know, yeah, up to eighty percent of the things that we worry about actually never take place. Uh, so, you know, so we struggle with these two very strong emotions. And, you know, as we discussed in the first session, love will deal with our fears. Um, so what deals with our anger? What deals with that strong emotion when we've been hurt by someone and we, we don't know what to do with it or it, just, it doesn't go away? And so this is, this is very simple. <clears throat> God makes things simple for us so that we can uh, easily do it. Um, the, the key to dealing with our anger is forgiveness. It is forgiveness. And there's some very specific things that uh, take place when we make that decision to forgive. And sometimes it's hard to forgive because you're, you're walking in the middle of the hurt. And you know how deeply you've been hurt. And so, but uh, as a reminder, what I said just a little bit uh, earlier, uh, Anger is a decision. It's something that we decide to do. Uh, therefore, if I can choose to be angry, I can also choose not to be angry. And so I can make a, a decision uh, um, not to be that way. Therefore, I can also make a decision to forgive. And so it's not impossible for us. It's, it's something that's our decision-making process. Is, it's a part of who we are. And we can make a decision, even when it doesn't, when it's hard, and even when it uh, feels hard to do, we can still do that. Uh, choice of our will. And so, uh, the Bible is very, very plain. Uh, anger is not good for us. And Paul, and he was writing uh, the book of Colossians, the Church of Colossae. 
in the third chapter, he wrote some rules for holy living, and that scares people because they have a uh, misunderstanding of the word holy, but he wrote some rules that benefit us. And and this is, this is what he said in verses uh, 8 and 9. I said, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And he, he talks about walking in a particular way when we were not a Christian, when we weren't Christians, that uh, we just did all manner of things. And so, but as a Christian, he says, you used to walk in these ways. And, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. And he lists uh, several things here, but the first one is anger. And so it does, man's anger does not build the kingdom of God. Man's anger does not accomplish what God wants to accomplish. But he says, get rid of these things, anger, rage, malice, uh, slander, filthy language, don't lie to each other. Uh, and he says, these things are going to harm you, and you need to get rid of these things. And so, and so, you know, how do we get rid of anger? Um, here again, the answer is forgiveness. And, and we're told in Colossians chapter, same chapter, verse 13, and we started with verse 12. It says, Therefore, God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so, you know, to walk in, in today, we, we must choose to forgive, to forgive. Someone came to Jesus and said, hey, if my brother wrongs me seven times, uh, how many times do I forgive? And, you know, it's like, is there a limit? Is there a place where I don't have to do this anymore and I can I can stay mad or, or get past judgment on him? And the Lord said, no, 70 times seven, which we understand was God was saying, or Jesus was saying, you know, you always forgive in your heart. And so... It's a choice. It's something that we decide to do. But um, why does it work? You know, what happens when I make that choice? Well, two things take place when I make the choice. Uh, first of all, when I choose to forgive, uh, the first thing that happens is that God will heal my hurt. He takes it away. He changes my heart. Um, the Holy Spirit lives within me. Uh, he knows the hurt is there. And he, when I come to him and say, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to forgive this person, then uh, he, that's an act of faith. We all have faith. He's given us faith. And when we come to him and say, I choose to forgive this person, then what he does is he takes the hurt away. And... If you're not hurt, you're not going to be angry. You can't, you can't, you you can't be angry if you're not hurt. So, if he takes the anger, if he takes the hurt away, uh, the anger's going to go. And he knows what the issues are, and he knows uh, he knows what's in our hearts. So, the first thing that we can learn is that when we choose to forgive. He takes the hurt away. So therefore, the anger doesn't exist anymore. Now, the second thing that happens is that it frees our mind uh, from having to deal with what's been done to us. We don't, we're not stuck on the past or all the things that might have gone on before that were negative that happened to us. Let me give you an example um, say so I came to Utah's and said, listen, I, I need a little extra money. Uh, had to, uh, some extra bills came through and, and, uh, a little short of cash and we need to buy a few extra groceries. You know, can I borrow a hundred dollars from you? And so you being the nice guy that you are, you would say, sure. 
Robert, you can you can have a hundred dollars. And I tell you, said, listen, God, um, I will pay you back. You know, I get paid back next week, and so I'll pay you back the money next week. And so, um, so you believe me, and you give me the money. So next week rolls around, and I see you are waiting for your hundred dollars, and you see me on the street, and you say, "Hey, Bob, Robert, how you doing?" I say, "Hey, I'm doing great." And and I say, "Listen." would not believe, but you know, my my uh, sister went into the hospital, and and they didn't have all the money that they need, so I gave them the extra hundred, and I'll pay you back next week. And so the uh, next week rolls around, and you call me this time, and you say, "Hey, Bob, or Robert, do you have that uh, uh, money?" And I say, "Yeah, you know, uh, my aunt, she went in." She fell down and broke her hip, and you know she's old and didn't have a lot of money, and I, I paid them. And so the next week rolls around, and uh, I call you back and say, "Hey, I'd have that money for you, but you wouldn't believe what happened." And you know, I, I had to buy a whole new set of tires on the car, and you know, I had to use that. And it's the only way I can get back and forth to work. And so, so for six months, I. I have an excuse for you, and you never get paid back your money. So at the end of the six months, uh, you're at home. You have uh, eating supper, and, you know, having family time, and and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And so you go to the door, and there's this. You open the door, and there's a person that you haven't seen before. Uh, and he he says, "I'm really sorry to interrupt, uh, but." I have a request. I, I know that you know Robert Scriber, and he uh, he says that he's in a real tight spot, and he'd like to borrow $100. Well, what do you think you would say to that person? You can answer this one. Go ahead. Well, well the answer would say, I think, I think not. Maybe you got the wrong house. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. See, it would be fresh in your mind. Well, you know, he's lied. You can't uh, can't trust me. But you'd be angry. You'd be angry about it. Absolutely. He hadn't paid me back the money. You know, he's a liar. You can't trust him. No, don't do it. Otherwise, so that you're going to have the same problems that I've had. And it's there. It's just in your mind. But let's say that I had come to you and said, listen, I need this money. Uh, What? What uh, and I'll pay you back next next week. And so at the end of the week, uh, I get to I come back to you and I say, hey, you know, you got me out of jail. Thank you so much, Todd and Sandra. Here's your money. And so six months comes down the road. Knock on the door. There's a person standing there, and they say, hey, you know, Robert needs to borrow a hundred. Uh, he said that you know he borrowed from you. Uh, what do you think? Can you can you do that? What do you think the response would be? Well, of course, uh, of course we would. Of course you would. Yeah. 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 And you'd probably say, you may even say, because we didn't have a lot of contact, you might even say, yeah, I haven't thought about him in six months. Well, see, that's the difference. When you forgive, what takes place is that you're saying you don't owe it to me anymore. And you don't think about things if it's not owed to you. You don't worry about the things that are not owed to you. And so so what happens is that when we forgive, we have God healing our hurt, because we can't do it ourselves, and then our mind is free from, from the past. Now, we're not going to forget um, you know, everybody. There's that old saying. Well, you know, uh, you you can you know you forgive and and you forget. Well, forgetting is is something that God does, but we don't totally forget. But if you don't owe it to me, then more than likely I'm not going to think about it. And so we we make that decision, and that allows God to heal the hurt, and then it frees our mind up so that we can concentrate on our relationship with the Lord today. And this is how we control the, the negative things that have happened to us. And there's no doubt that many people have 
hardships in their past. They've been rejected tremendously. Terrible things have happened to them. I had a client who was uh, sexually molested from the time that she was four until the time that she was about 12 on a daily basis by by uh, family members. And, uh, and so, you know, how do you deal with that? Uh, I, I could not say to her I can relate to that because I, I, I'd never had anything like that happen to me. But I was able to say to her, I, I know the person who will deal with the hurt because he understands. And so, um, and so we went through what I call a forgiveness exercise. And this is, um, so this is what I want to share with you now. To deal with the anger, to receive God's healing, and then to free your mind from the past, uh, you have to go through this exercise, or it helps to go through this exercise. You have to make the decision, one, that uh, you're going to forgive whatever hurt is there, because uh, God can heal it. He can take it away, and he will take it away when you make that decision. And so on a sheet of paper, uh, what you want to do is to complete this sentence. Uh, put the person's name, Joe or Mary or Bobby, Kathy, whoever's hurt you, and write down, using adjectives, everything they made you feel. So let me give an example. Uh, you might say, you know, um, my wife Mary, uh, she doesn't respect me. She she made me feel, uh, you know, not like the leader. She made me feel ugly. She's made me feel stupid. She's made me feel unappreciative. She's made me feel unloved. She's made me feel, and you just fill in all, you fill in as many, you know, uh, adjectives uh, that you can that describes how this person made you feel. Now, when you're doing this, you're not doing it in front of the other person. You're just doing this with God. But you write it out or write out the, the person's name. And it's good to actually write down as many people from your past that you can remember if you haven't done a lot of it forgiving uh, on a sheet of paper and then just go through the whole process. Put their name in and then use as many adjectives. Tell God, God, this is how Mary made me feel. And you don't have to tell what he what they did, just tell them how it made you feel. And so, and then you just tell God, you speak it out verbally. Um, it's good to speak it out verbally uh, because it, it allows you to release what you're feeling on the inside. And so you do that first. And when you're done with everybody on your list, and that could include God, God, sometimes I trusted you and this is what happens and, and this is how it made me feel. But when you do your list, you put God on there if you're angry at him. Put yourself on there for making stupid decisions, for making, uh, for not speaking up when you were supposed to, for, you know, whatever it is that we feel that we've let ourselves down in. We put ourselves on there. It sounds a little funny because uh, you'll put your first name in. You'll say, you know, Robert, Robert made me feel, and you're talking about yourself, but you need to go ahead and do that. And then just all the all the things that you made yourself feel, you know, Robert made Robert feel, you know, unappreciative, um, dumb, unimportant, and you just use all of those words. And so, when you have uh, gone through everybody and you have expressed all of your all your feelings of how they made you feel, then then you say, you know, I choose to forgive them. And this is our choice. And then we say, and I release them from what they owe me. Because if they don't owe you anymore, owe you anything, yeah. You're gonna, your, your mind is going to be free, and your emotions will be healed. So, you, first you say, I release them. I, I choose to forgive them for what they've done to me. I release them, that's the second part, from what they owe me. And then a very important third part, 
that people don't always think about. And the third part is this. If they hurt me again, I will forgive them again. And it's so important to uh, add that in there. Why? Well, because if they hurt me again, uh, if I don't forgive them, then I become angry. Uh, through time, I become, I become bitter. The unforgiveness in my heart cuts me off with my relationship with God. And then I set those people up for judgment. And uh, the scriptures are very plain that we do not want to judge people. Uh, judgment basically means that I have said that, you know, hey, this person is stupid. They will always be stupid. They will never change. Uh, the sentence is, is that they're stupid and there's no hope for them. So judgment means there's a final penalty, final, there's a penalty on them and there's no changing that penalty. And, um, and that hurts us. That hurts us. It hurts our emotions. It hurts our thinking. And, and so I have to agree with God. God, if they hurt me again, I will forgive them again. And what takes place is mm. God does his part. He, he does his part. He, he heals the hurt. And then our mind is free to not have to think about what's been done to us. And so when we do that, then we just, there's a release and we feel it. Uh, we understand it. We feel it. We, we become thankful again. And, you know, our life is, is we can concentrate on our relationship with God again. And there's just, there's freedom in walking in forgiveness. Well, do we have, to, you know, most of us probably have to do it every day, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the world that are very angry, people, don't, yeah. don't care, don't care what they say to you, how they talk to you or ignore you or whatever it is. And so practicing forgiveness is a good thing. Uh, but we don't want to, the Bible says not to, you know, let, you know, uh, not to let the sun go down on your anger. And so, you know, we should always be open to God and say, God, is there someone I need to forgive today? And if he brings someone to mind, then we just go through the process. But we we don't want to walk in that terrible feeling. We don't want to walk in, in our past. And we don't want to walk in such a way where it's going to end up into uh, bitterness, uh, hatred, uh, brokenness, um, so many other things that happen to us and, and over a long period of time. There's broken relationships. There's <clears throat> any number of things that um, can happen to us. It, it can actually make me sick physically if if I stay angry uh, and don't have time to get into all, into all the medical uh, implications. But uh, angry people can be very sick people. And so it it works. Why does it work? It works because of the Holy Spirit within us who uh, takes away the hurts and it helps to free our mind. And so it, it is a difficult decision at times, but when we make the decision, then then we have that release. And once we've gotten that release, then we can face life a whole lot better or it's easier to, to deal with. There are times when the enemy will come along and put us in a situation that anger rises within us and then he'll say, well, you haven't forgiven that person or it didn't work. God didn't heal you, you know. Uh, and in those times, then we have to stand and we have to say, no, I forgave that person. And that anger is not there. Now, if they've hurt me again, that anger may be there. And I may have to go through the process again. But if they haven't done anything else to me, but I feel a sense of anger because the enemy has accused me of something or put me in a situation where that, you know, that feeling comes back up, then I just have to stand and say, no. That is not true. I forgave them back uh, then, and it's still true today. And, and always, when you do that, 
the anger goes away. Cannot a lie cannot stand in God's truth, and it's a lie from the enemy, and it cannot stand. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So when you when it's good to make a list to put it on the paper, go through the exercise, and then when your list is done. You, you throw it away, you, you burn it, you do whatever you need to do because you've made the decision and you don't have to deal with it anymore. What uh, I was going to say, sometimes, Robert, uh, someone uh, offends you or hurts you and they're not even aware. It just maybe you had a touchy day and something, you know, bothered you and they right. have no idea that they've offended you. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of times on TV, you, you see, you know, these confessions where you need to go to the person and say, hey, I forgave you. Um, most of the time, what I've seen is that didn't really work too good. <laughs> yeah. So if that happens, the best thing to do is just, you know, don't worry about the person. Just go to God and say, God, this is what happened to me. This is how it made me feel. I forgive them. I release them from what they owe me. They do it again. I'll, I'll I'll forgive them again, and we just you know we don't need to to go to the person and say, well, this is what you did, and but now I'm going to forgive you. Um, that's just doesn't work very well. <laughs> it really doesn't. It doesn't sometimes it makes good. them. Yeah, sometimes it makes them really angry. Yeah, it makes the yeah. other. Yeah, and then, and yeah. They're the ones that are angry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're angry so. With you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so it's uh, it can become a vicious circle all of a sudden. But it's always best to deal with God because God is the one who's going to heal my hurt, and then God is the one who uh, helps me to release the the thoughts and and uh, and you know God, everything that God does is complete. Um, you know when he when he heals us. And of emotional stance that he, he takes it away. Uh, it's not there anymore. The enemy will try to convince us that it is there and that he's failed or that we failed, but it, it's not there when he deals with something. Uh, my mother, who was healed uh, or, or had hepatitis C back in, I believe it was the 30s, when she was in her 30s, and uh, 70-75% of her liver was destroyed. She was supposed to die. Uh, God gave her a new liver, and she lived to be 98. So when God gives you something, when he heals you, whether it be physically in your body, or whether it's uh, an emotional healing, uh, he's dealt with it. It's done with. Um, and in his mind, it didn't come back up again, and it shouldn't come back up again for us. And when the enemy tries to make us think that when we failed or he failed, then we just have to say and stand in faith and say, no, it's been dealt with. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful tonight. Do you have any questions? It has been it has been helpful. Todd, what do you say? Well, I, you know, I believe this is going to help a lot of people and, uh, uh, you know, at least get started on the journey. This is only session two. So, I, you know, what, what's the next session going to be about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to get back with you on that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I'll get back with you real soon and we can announce it and do something else. But, um, you know, uh, walking in his love. Is so free. It just gives you freedom. You know, the, in marriage, you know, one of the things that maybe this is what we can talk about. <clears throat> the first one of the very first things that I tell married people in marriage counseling is that listen, the person you're married to will never be able to meet all your needs. They just can't. Uh, it's impossible. So you, you've got to know someone who can meet all of your needs, and it's not another person but it's your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He can meet every need that you have. He's got more than enough love to put in your heart. He's got more than enough peace and joy and patience and goodness and kindness and gentleness and self-control. There's more than enough of all of those things. And so, um, you know, uh, that's what we need to walk in and know, that when God can meet our needs, if if my need is met for love, then it's a whole lot easier to, to love you. 
if my need is met for joy, then it's a whole lot easier to be joyful around you. Uh, if if I know that he meets my needs, then then it's a lot easier for me not to have to worry about whether I get hurt or I don't get something because I know God's going to be there and he's going to meet my needs and therefore I can uh, concentrate on, on helping to, you know, maybe help you meet your needs, but but it makes it a lot easier. Anyway, okay, maybe that's the thought and maybe the direction that we'll go for the next time, uh, what God has provided for us. Anyway, okay, thank you so much and well, for inviting well, me. I'm glad pray. to be here. We're going to have you pray. <laughs> okay, oh, yes, we need to pray. And uh, that's the next thing. So, Father, we just come to you. We thank you, Lord, that you have made a provision for us to deal with our anger, and that's forgiveness. We thank you, Father, that we don't have to do it by ourselves, but that when we come to you, you heal our hurt and you free our mind. And we thank you, Lord, that it is a done deal. It doesn't come back because what you do is finished. And we thank you, Father, that uh, we have the opportunity then to to walk with you in the day. And we thank you that um, you have made a way for us to have every need met. So we don't give you praise. And, Lord, if there's anyone that is uh, hurting today, I pray that you will take these words and speak it to them in such a way that they know that they can have a walk in the same uh, same forgiveness, the same peace that you have for them, that their emotions can be healed, and that they don't have to be controlled by either um, fear of the future or anger of the past, that they can walk with you today. So we want to give you praise and honor and glory for what you're going to do, and that uh, lives can be changed. Uh, because of the provision that you made for us, for us to walk in forgiveness and to walk in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you, Robert. Robert. Yeah, that was really good. That's really helpful. I think everyone that listens to it. <laughs> good. It, it, it works, and the reason why I know it works is because I've got to do it every day myself, and it's, it's not something that we just uh, pull out and say, oh, just, you know, do this, this, this. No, I'm like everybody else. I have been offended, <laughs> and I, in my own heart, which was really crazy, there have been several times when I was offended by God, and there's a scripture that says uh, in the New Testament where Jesus was talking, and he said, blessed is he who is not offended in me, and uh, and so I, I, everything I've said, I, I know works because I've had to do do each of those steps, and I continue to do those steps. Why? Because I know that uh, I'm not going to allow uh, anger to, to remain in my in my heart. I'm not going to allow fear to control my thinking. Okay. Thank you again, and God bless. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. And that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.